Hi, Minimal Moves. It's Haruka. This is a very unplanned episode. I'm trying to figure out where to fit it in,、um, but I was just thinking about how I have、uh, about four cups in front of me,、um, and they also have different, serve different uses. And I've realized that I have a very extensive tendency to sort of carry around sources of hydration, for lack of a better word. It's usually like water and tea. Honestly, almost always water and tea or water and coffee.、Um, but I kind of wanted to talk through. Like, how to manage something. Well, I'll talk through obviously my obsession, which is this tea, coffee, caffeination system, and also how to manage something that is kind of space consuming. I feel like tea and coffee can get pretty, it can get expensive if you wanted it to, and it can definitely get kind of cluttery. So, kind of how to manage that、um, as someone who's interested in minimalism, kind of leaning in that way, interested in being sustainable. So, Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get started with actually coffee because I think that's a little bit simpler in my case.、Um, I don't really have like a Chemex or like a real coffee maker of any kind. I just have instant coffee, which is very disappointing. And I'm very disappointed in myself. But、um, I'm not sure about the process of creation, but in the process of consumption,、um, instant coffee is unfortunately pretty sustainable、uh, because you're just putting in the coffee in your cup. You have this plastic. Usually, instant coffee comes in plastic containers. I have one that's plastic, one that's glass, another one that's plastic in stock.、Um, but yeah, so they can, they can be glass, but even glass, I know, requires a lot of energy to produce. So, unless you're planning to maybe reuse that glass, honestly, I'm not sure which is better in terms of recycling.、Um, I think it's the kind of plastic that you can recycle. I'm not super sure though. But yeah, so you have that one instant coffee container, usually that are huge and work for many, many、um, cups of coffee servings worth, if that makes sense.、Um, and then on top of that, you have your.、Um, so you have the coffee, and then you have. Oh, right, right. And then you pour hot water in it. And then you pour whatever, like if you use milk or creamers or whatever, you pour that in. That's kind of it, right? Obviously,、um, I didn't even need to walk you through it because it's so simple. And the only clutter that's coming, or like trash that's coming out of it, in that case, is the instant coffee carrier, like whatever that came packaged in.、Um, things like Chemexes and coffee makers are very common as well. For those, you have the beans and You have the little filter, depending on、um, there are also reusable filters, and I know they work well, like cloth filters, I think.、Um, but you would just need to like carefully deal with the、uh, coffee beans coming and take them out、um, and make sure you're washing the、uh, cloth out, which probably is pretty doable.、Um, I have never really owned that, so can't really speak to that, but I've definitely seen the more like minimal, sustainable folks doing it with the cloth. Alternative, I also know that French presses are one of the more sustainable, sort of like tea and coffee versatile items.、Um, and then you can just put your grains or, sorry, bean grinds in there, and then you will just have to toss out the grinds.、Um, I do know that they can cause、um, clogging in composting that kind of is built into the sink. So just be careful with that and make sure that you're tossing out as much of the beans. Are the grinds, I mean, as you can, just because they're hard, I guess. I don't really know why, but I've definitely heard that they can cause issues. Which, well, because I was looking into getting a French press,、um, because I don't really like the quality of instant coffee, obviously,、um, but I, I decided against it、um, in the end. I, I think it's because 
when it's it's just kind of a little bit of an investment and I when I just moved back I was just like oh, an instant coffee is fine and then that managed to last a very long time I also just have like leftovers from before and whatnot so not ideal but a temporary solution um I will say if you are buying out coffee not that that's like evil or anything like that but just keep in mind that it comes with paper cups or plastic cups even if it's paper it's still wasteful there's like plastic lining in it which makes it like almost a bit more concerning to me i mean the plastic cups are not much better especially if you're putting hot drinks in it i guess it should be the paper but then even that has the the like you know the like lining to make it not spill and that lining is what concerns me and you come with like it comes with a plastic lid anyway so um or are there paper lids not as far as I'm aware, but I'm not sure. And normally you could bring your reusable cup, but um, under the pandemic, I know that most places that I know of are not really allowing that. Um, so that just makes it hard to be sustainable. And I've definitely, um, I use getting getting coffee as an incentive for work. Um, and I, I, I'm a bit torn about if I should be forgiving for, to myself about this or if this is something that should be because it is a huge amount of, you know, clutter and unnecessary trash and unnecessary expenditure. Um, but it works for me as a motivator very well. It's kind of like a, the one social case, like social as in like, yes, I walk into a store, I see humans and I walk out. But I mean... I I don't know, I really value that experience. I really, like, no matter how many times I do it, going to a coffee shop and getting a coffee, even if it's just Dunkin' Donuts, just makes it feel very special to me. Um, so this is kind of, like, me explaining my dilemmas of, like, is this something that is okay? I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's not a crime to go there at all, um, once or twice or a hundred times, but just like in terms of caring for our earth and just like being careful I think overall my mindset is like you know if I can kind of like loosely convince myself to stay at home then I will like stay at home as in like not get the coffee out then I will but if I find that that could be a strong motivator which I could use like right now um <laughs> then that's also okay um that's something I'm still figuring out though but if this is something that like if going to Duncan is a habit and it's not something that brings you like excitement or energy or uh, motivation to work um, then maybe consider moving your coffee at home especially to um, I think overall my recommendation of like good coffee intersected with like lower waste and lower clutter would be a french press also because french presses don't use electricity um, and I know that electricity is really cheap in the U.S., but in Japan, it's pretty expensive, so we're very conscious of electricity use, and, like, I kind of bring in that mindset, so, um, yeah, uh, it, it's an energy, I mean, electricity is energy, too, like, I feel like sometimes people don't even think about the fact that, like, that light you have on is using the Earth's energy, so just, like, being aware that your coffee maker, too, consumes energy, and that, you know, French press is ideal, because, it's kind of in the middle. I know that Chemexes are also like that, but I think you need the filter, which you can use a cloth version. Um, but I know that also, like, I'm thinking about um, uh, your average college student and where you're headed in life. Um, and for someone who is on the move, I think a French press is a more viable option just because, um, okay, and the concern is I think it might come in plastic. I think it can also come in glass. I'm not 100% sure though, because I've never owned one. Um, I know some parts are metal, so if you do need to dispose of the French press, then it's generally a bit, like, you know, harder to dispose than if you were to deal with, like, a Chemex, which I think is 
generally glass and wood like I think the handle part is wood and then the body is glass so I think that would be easier to take apart um but that said usually I think you can sell French presses I've seen them sold secondhand I would definitely buy it secondhand because like if someone's coffee's been in there I don't really care um so I feel like if you're in the college area or like a young professionals area that's something that's easy to hand down and easy to like pick up from someone as well so I would highly recommend probably the French press I don't really know like how easy it is to use but it seems like it's normal like it's easy, fairly manageable to handle I don't know um and then my next recommendation would probably be a Chemex with a like a reusable filter you need filters for Chemexes right I'm not just imagining that I hope that's accurate I think I one of my friends has it and I think that's what I remember um and then beyond that I mean instant coffee is definitely convenient it's fast like you just need to boil the water and that's it um you don't need anything to like drip down I think conventional coffee maker is a little bit unsustainable and also comes with like a lot of plastic and that just does not make me feel good also like okay I forgot about Keurigs because that's just never really in my mind but Keurigs are the most concerning things out of all of this not that like you know you're horrible for using a Keurig or anything they're convenient and I've always loved uh, when I was doing high school, like, tours, and then, like, I was visiting high schools, um, they, like, the fancy admissions offices, uh, they had these Keurigs, and I had never seen a Keurig in my life before, because I was coming from Japan, and we don't have that, or at least we didn't have that, or at least in the environment I lived in, we didn't have that, I guess, because maybe some parts of Japan, I'm sure they did, but, um, I saw a Keurig, and there was also, like, a Keurig-adjacent thing where it was, like, a packet. Like, it looked like one of those energy drink packets that you can, like, suck on, except it was, like, a coffee maker. And I was so perplexed. I was perplexed to its need. It felt very fancy and elevated, and, like, it was cool. But then the coffee that came out wasn't, like, as fantastic as other kinds of coffee that I had, and I was like, huh, interesting. Um, but I just strongly have that impression of, like, it was some mountain something flavored English breakfast, or no, English breakfast is tea, but, like, morning coffee, whatever that was, um, so I just have a vivid memory of that, um, and that was very, that was very cool, but then, now, I'm very consciously aware of the fact that, first of all, a lot of people just, like, buy Keurigs for college, and I, I know that's exciting, um, but if you do buy one, then you gotta realize that you're gonna have to bring it around to wherever you're going. Maybe if you're going into, like, a shared housing sis- situation, there might be multiple people who have some sort of coffee-making systems. Keurigs are usually pretty expensive, I think. I've never really looked into buying one, so I'm not sure, but I think they can get up to, like, 50, 60. Sorry if I'm wrong, uh, but, so, like, a French press, which I think, if you buy it new, it's, like, 30-ish, or 40 maybe is cheaper um i think usually things that are less complicated tend to last longer or are easier to mend so i think a french press would last longer as well i'm kind of talking through this because i think it's kind of helpful to see how like people think through their purchasing decisions um so yeah securities are and then the pods are also more expensive than if you were to buy coffee grinds or coffee beans or instant coffee for sure um and there they come in like individual pot uh pods so those pe- each of those pods contain a lot of plastic um and i think aluminum as well hard to recycle them completely perfectly especially with the grinds i think you would just have to throw them in the trash um which is like okay like i don't want to be the whole like oh the recycling is you know recycling is heavenly and trash is horrible i don't think it's kind of in that dichotomy exactly but 
um, just kind of explaining through where your parts are gonna go. I know that a lot of people also by bringing in a Keurig their first year realize they don't need it and like there's a surplus of then Keurigs that are unused um, and then people just kind of throw it away. Also, if there are any of those coffee making products that you find yourself not using, try selling them because a lot of people are always on the look for one, um, even Keurigs as well, and it's just better if you can resell them and get them to someone or like give it to a friend who really wants it, but just like make sure it's going to someone who wants it um so that you're not putting it if you can avoid to put in waste and it's understandable that, that it would happen especially if there are like a ton of people trying to sell curies and um people like because when you're first coming to college okay i should do a first coming to college thing maybe but episode i mean um when you're first coming to college i guess you don't realize i don't know i went to boarding school so i was very fortunate in like knowing that i'm gonna be spending a lot of time in the dining hall even though my boarding school they closed the dining halls during the day in college a lot of them kind of stay open for a very long period of time and as a first year you have um, frequently like an unlimited or fairly high number of meals depending on what school you go to so um, for my school it's an unlimited plan for the first year and I think for the second year you also have to get a fairly high I think it's like something like like 220 meals or does that add up? I don't know. I got the like smallest possible meal plan, but even then it was a lot of meals. And if you're smart enough, you can definitely get all your meals from the dining hall. You just kind of need to like, you know, finesse the system, whatever. I mean, it's not even that much finessing. It's just sitting there for a long period of time. But in that, you can get your coffee from the dining halls. And sure, they're not spectacular, but neither is the coffee coming out of your Keurig anyway. So I feel like it just makes things... Um, it's more also... Even if your dining hall's practices are not sustainable, having mass-produced things are and like consuming them together, like in that spot. Am I explaining this fine? Like that's more sustainable. I feel like that's pretty intuitive. But if you like making things in bulk is more sustainable than making things individually, and this goes for like cooking as well. Um, which is not something that you can necessarily avoid if you're a person who cooks more frequently than like once a week. Um, but it's just something to keep in mind, and so as a young first year or maybe second year at least in the university environment i'm in where you're first to have a dining hall um like pass basically for the year um it doesn't really make sense to have your own coffee maker to begin with maybe like have a instant coffee just like on hand if you want coffee like when you're not in the dining hall or something like that but also like you might be hanging out with friends and you might be in a situation where you are getting coffee out anyway so just think through those and make sure that you're not adding clutter to your room because your room is probably, well, actually some people's rooms weren't that small, but my room was very shoeboxy. So there definitely was not space for two Keurigs had I decided to bring one. Um, so yeah, so oh, also your roommate might have a Keurig as well. Um, and this goes for up your students as well, at least in my university setup. People share appliances as they move into off-campus apartments or even on-campus, but like shared living situations, so like suites, apartments, things like that. Um, and it just makes more sense and it saves everyone money and maintenance worries and whatnot. So in that case, you really may not need a like a second, even like a second kettle. Um, at my house, we had three identical kettles from Amazon Basic. One of them disappeared. Another one left with one of our housemates, but we're like, like that's weird, but at the same time, we really did not need three kettles going around, so it kind of works for us now. Um, so yeah, so that's the coffee. Okay, now we're transitioning into tea because we're talking about kettles. So for tea, just know that like I use tea packs all the time. That said, tea packs are kind of concerning because 
apparently a lot of the bags are made out of like plastic with fabric fibers i don't really know but either way you're putting this like plasticky thing in your hot water and that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do to plastic so i'm staring at my tea bag right now and kind of looking at it dubiously that said um it's the easiest way for me to bring a taste of home here because um I'm very picky about my green tea, and I don't mean matcha. I am picky about my matcha as well, but I don't drink, I don't drink matcha on a daily basis. And if you do, please know that like that's not what I mean. Okay, traditionally people might have, but I mean no, traditionally never people never ever did people do that except for like the aristocracy. People don't drink matcha on a daily basis. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of things that um need to be kind of debunked surrounding matcha, and I'll maybe like go on a bit a bit of a baby rant on that later. Uh, as in not in this episode, but in another episode, because I feel like, yeah, matcha is very important to me. My mom um, took classes for like 10 years or so, um, and I also got a little bit of training into like sado, which is like tea ceremony, which is where matcha kind of comes to play. So I'm very, very picky about my matcha, but um, something more on the daily level is green tea, just like sencha, which is um, like loose leaf tea, basically. Um, but I get those in tea bag form because that's the easiest way, like, especially when I'm really stressed or I'm like, well, I don't really get, like, homesick, homesick, but, like, you know, I miss something or two about, like, my previous section of my life, I suppose. Um, going for a Japanese, like, sencha tea pack is the easiest way of making me kind of feel uplifted, um, so I do that. Uh, I do have a pack of, like, loose leaf um japanese green tea as well um but i just haven't gotten into it because i haven't had the like time or like i'm working through my other kinds of like loose leaf teas and i want to get through like those first um and then right now my loose leaf tea that i'm drinking is the smart Spani tea which is i definitely talked about this in the previous episode so my apologies for the redundancy but i mean i'm not assuming everyone's listening to every single episode anyway um so this marzipan tea is i think it's from it's inspired by marzipan marzipan uh i I think if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about basically it's like some uh get why okay somehow the french word gâteau like that popped into my head but like uh like a confection i guess it's kind of confection that also sounds really fancy it's a kind of uh dessert yeah that's that's the word i was looking for oh my gosh okay it's a kind of dessert and um or is it it's a kind okay i'm I'm gonna try not to explain something that i don't really understand i'm gonna go google this later because i thought i understood it and now that i'm trying to find the right word for it i don't think i know what it is but it's it's so the tea itself tastes a little bit sweet it's from this one specific tea shop in the middle of Tallinn, uh in the middle of old Tallinn, um and i think it's called teapod um, something like that. I don't speak Estonian at all by any means, so I have no idea how it's pronounced, but, um, it's this really adorable tea shop with very affordable teas, and, um, the tea bag that I have is, like, two euros, fifty cents. I am still proud of finding that, um, and I, the marzipani tea is, um, Earl Grey based. Um, I do really like Earl Grey's. This tea is a little bit finicky, I, I find, but, um, I wanted to get like an Estonian souvenir and what better souvenir than something consumable something that's also like consumable and long-lasting like I feel like tea hits that sweet spot so yeah so that's that um and I've been working through this for the past three years because when I was a first year um I got this after I came back from my or this I went to Estonia after my first year on a research trip um and this I at that point I already had a loose leaf like tea maker or else I wouldn't have bought loose leaf for myself obviously um and I I had received that tea pot as a gift 
Um, I know that you can make loose leaf tea though in a French press, and I know some like uh, oh Ashlyn Ashlyn Eaton, I think that's how you say her name on YouTube, who's like one of the canonical. I think I think I I don't really know how to figure out the people who are like mainstream in YouTube. Like I don't know how that works, um, but I think she's one of the main uh, minimalist YouTubers, and um, she's very she's very kind of gentle and has like a very sweet vibe. So I would suggest even if you're kind of dubious about the whole minimalist thing, if you can stand me ramble on for like ten minutes, I'm sure you will enjoy her videos. I don't know why I'm plugging her, but she just seems very lovely. Um, and she makes her loose leaf tea in a French press, which is great because that's kind of minimal. Um, and so I really, I really like that idea, and that's my hope. So wherever I move to next, my hope is to get a French press. Um, maybe my roommate will have it if in an ideal situation, but maybe not. And then I'll try to find it, hand, hand it down if I can, or like maybe at a Goodwill or something, because they can be fairly expensive, I think. Um, and then after I pick that up, I want to do my loose leaf and um, black tea or wait, coffee as well, uh, well, obviously loose leaf, including black tea, but, um, in that French press, um, in that way, I won't have to have, like, a separate tea maker, or, like, a teapot, um, or, like, even those little, like, pods things that you can put in your tea, also, like, okay, it's the silicone tea little holders where you can put in your loose leaf and put in your tea, I'm not super sure if that's, like, the best for your health either, I'm not really, well, I'm not a scientist by any means, and I don't really know the chemistry of that, but, um, so I would suggest if you are going to, if you are a tea person or you drink tea habitually, trying to, like, ditch the, uh, tea bags if you can, um, if you can't, that's obviously okay, especially if you're, like, in college dorms, and I know a lot of dining halls have tea bags, um, and that's not something that you really can change necessarily if you can't change it for your school fantastic but i highly doubt that they would like move away from it um because it just is logistically difficult um but if you can like swap out one tea bag they use it every day with a cup of loose leaf tea um if you have loose leaf around or if you have like a tea kettle around or if your housemate has one or um i know some people also just put the tea leaves in the hot water and just drink it which i mean it's fine right like it's if you can drink the dried leaf juice you can definitely eat the dry leaf as well and you will survive um i know it's just not the most pleasant thing for some people so um if you can get one of those like metallic um tea sh like tea are they called tea strainers or like tea you know carriers um i found like a star-shaped one which was really cute that comes with, oh, it comes with a tea subscription box called Sipsby, I think that's where I saw it, um, but you can put in your loose leaf, um, teas in this little container, put it in your hot water, and then it functions like a tea bag, but you're just not producing that much waste, you're not putting in plastic in your hot water, so if you prefer that style, or if that's just, like, space-wise more manageable, then I would suggest that as well, um, so there are alternatives to doing tea, like, your conventional tea bags, also there are more, I'm sure there are more sustainable tea bags out there. If your concern is not the plastic, but it's like the needle, like the you know how there's this like a stapler needle in the tea bag. Um, first of all, okay, I'm just looking at the tea bag I have in front of me right now, and I'm proud to report that this tea bag does not have the stapler, which I find insane. But they like have managed to bind it with the, like the strings, so it does not like not even on the um the little paper that hangs outside of your cup, not on the part that goes in your tea, so I'm glad about that. So this is a Japanese tea bag, um, and it's a very proud moment for me.
but um, if you do have the stapler lid thing, there are definitely, at least in Japan, there are these tea bags that you can make on your own where it's like a little packet and you can put your tea, loose leaf tea in it and you can fold it over and that's how it closes and you don't need to put any like extra things on it. Um, you don't need to put any metal on it. So that's another way you can avoid like excess and that's like a bit more sustainable because I think at least the bag that I saw in Japan that my family uses is compostable as well I think and obviously the leaves are compostable as well so it's just kind of like helps a little bit if you do want to go the tea bag route to just find those bags separately granted I don't know if they're available here in the U.S. Um, but I'm sure you can find something similar on Amazon or a tea specialty shop or a maybe a sustainability swap shop as well although I don't think I've heard this like commonly talked about so I'm not sure and I feel like if it's disposable people won't necessarily consider it sustainable but again like I believe in making incremental changes I don't think that I'm going to turn over overnight and become zero waste at all I'm staring at my huge gift bags right now that I have for the holiday season for my friends and it's just like it's not happening and like trying to make it happen is not I'm going to have to abandon my entire lifestyle probably drop out of school because just school and zero waste doesn't seem very compatible to me um but there are ways in which you can inch towards being lower waste and any one water bottle that you let go of any one um tea bag that you don't use that's you being more lower waste and I think that that's what's more important so in closing I will talk through my key drinkware as in like okay like I don't mean alcohol drinkware I just mean like tea drink drinkware tea coffee water um, so normally when I'm out and about um, during the school year, I carry around two drinkwares. So that is one water bottle, as in like where I put my water, one um, thermos. Uh, I have a, I think it's Zojirushi, it's a Japanese um, thermos that I have, and I carry those two around. This year, um, with the pandemic and like spending more time in like one spot and otherwise spending most of my time at home, I've definitely moved to using a lot more mugs. Um, I've acquired like two mugs this year um, due to school free uh, freebie events, I guess. Um, but I have, um, so now I have a grand total of four mugs, but they all serve different purposes. So one is for soups because um, it's huge or like soups are like making any like in the mug cooking type situation, which I really do, but I have like a couple mixes that again, that same freebie event gave me. So I'll be trying those out. Um, and I have another mug that I think I'm going to designate for coffee because this other mug that I have that I use for coffee and tea, it stains very easily and I don't know if I want it to stain so much. Uh, actually, I don't and I mean I can wipe it, wipe it off but I just want to like, this this baby, this I call it my baby but it's just a mug um, but it's from a friend um, that I got for my birthday and I really love it. So I think I'm going to try to use my, co- go put my coffees in this other new mug that's like all black and then... So that's the second mug. Third mug is uh, my favorite mug, which is going to be my tea mug or like tea water, anything like that. And then the last mug I use to stand my utensils um, in the kitchen, and that's a mug from home. Um, And then when I'm out and about, I do carry around my water. Um, Right now I use my glass water bottle um, that someone gifted to me. Um, and I take that out as well, but I'm a little bit scared to sometimes I bring my aluminum one, which I bought as like a souvenir as well. So I like, as you can tell, I like getting souvenirs that are like a part of my day-to-day life that I can, like, I, I know I'm going to use. Like at that point I was looking for a water bottle that was portable, that was, um, I think this is like, wait, is it aluminum or stainless steel? Whichever one that those things are supposed to be made of, I hope that that's what it's made of. Um, 
so I like picked that up while I was in Paris um or like when I was leaving Paris um because I had been eyeing it for a while and then also I have this other um mug so that's I just bring like one form of water around um sometimes I'll keep it empty and then I'll fill it out at my destination if I know there's a water fountain there just because like I have again like a unfortunate back for someone who is um in university and then um I have this like little mug again from that like freebie okay so at my school we have an organization that does student activities and this year because they're unable to host events in the way that they have in the past they're just giving out a lot of freebies which can be unsustainable for sure um but also like it's uplifting too sometimes that's another way in which I want to be nuanced like it's not I'm never going to say you shouldn't go for the freebies because I will always will and I don't think that that's something that maybe if you're you know a billionaire maybe you can just forgo those and let someone else take them and like you know spread the joy but um, if you're not then I understand the draw and I experienced the draw as well and this is another one as well so it's like one of those like semi-travel cups it's like a bud set or like I think they call it like bud cups or bud thermoses or something because it like looks like a flower bud i said the word bud too many times at this point um but it's uh really adorable it like fits in my hand and i really like that um you can put like tea like something warm in it it doesn't hold heat as well as like actual thermoses with real lids do because this has like a sipping cup top um where i can just directly drink from it um so it does, it's not leak proof so what i do is like if i'm going into work which has like a hot water fountain i'll bring my tea bag i'll bring this cup and then when i get to work i'll fill, fill it up so that i'm not carrying around like two filled water bottles you know um so that's what i like to use it um for but yeah so these are like my water slash tea slash coffee carriers that i normally use if i do buy a coffee out or something like that then I'll have that as well with me but usually that's like an addition um because a, it's important to stay hydrated um b like caffeine helps me be alert and like in the work zone like I need to do work now I need to be productive now um and I think you know caffeine puts you in a nice mindset if caffeine is something that affects you then go for like the herbal teas I'm just like a very tea snob in a caffeinated sense if that makes any sense so I only drink like caffeinated teas at any point of the day but that's just me um so with that I'll finish my like tea coffee rambling this was kind of a spontaneous episode in which I'm like actively procrastinating my other work but it was actually really really fun to talk through and I'd love to hear your tea drinking habits your coffee consumption habits if you know me in real life um catch me there catch me over any messaging platform you have me on Um, And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me on this podcast. And I can't wait to talk to you soon again. Bye.